Paul Antonelli here. Welcome to another episode of the Ideal Business Podcast. Thanks for joining me today. Today I'm going to talk about uh, one, one of the ideas or one of the criteria for assessing how ideal your business is or creating an ideal business is how scalable is your business. Uh, obviously, you can scale all businesses, but part of this idea is how scalable is it and what sort of risks are involved in it and is it going to cause you more headaches and nightmares than it's worth it. So what I wanted to do today, you know, I've scaled many businesses, some I've done well, some not so well, made a lot of mistakes in the past in uh, the way to scale and grow businesses. And also having worked with other business owners, I've seen uh, some of the common mistakes that uh, we as entrepreneurs make when scaling our businesses. <coughs> so I've got a bit of a, I've got a few points here that I'm going to go through today about some of the common mistakes and, uh, and then I'll talk a little bit about how you can avoid these common mistakes. Okay. The first, the first point I've got is that, that there's no, uh, the, the business itself has no forecast, no detailed plan or no detailed strategy. Uh, and this is important because often, uh, the thing that premises a lot of these common mistakes is that um, scaling will deal with any issues. So if I scale, I generate more revenue, I generate more revenue, I make more profit, I make more profit, everything's good. So that's a sort of an assumption that um, you just can't make. And a lot of businesses, uh, and I've done that the same in some of my past businesses, just assume that if I scale, you know, the, the additional revenue, additional profits will sort things out. It's a very dangerous assumption to make. So that just keep that in mind as a as a I guess as a foundation of the basis of some of these common mistakes. So this no forecast plan or strategy, you know, in my businesses I always have a very detailed twelve month forecast for the financial year. And as we've been running businesses for many years, we base that forecast on real data and real information. So we look at the last twelve months, the last maybe 24 months, we look at you know how we're tracking, we look at averages, we look at KPIs, and then based on that, we can create some fairly accurate forecasts. And the if, if, you're, if you've been in business for a number of years, you will have that data in your own business, which enables you to build a forecast, uh, a, a financial forecast with some reality in it that you can have confidence that if you if you achieve this level of revenue, what it does it look like from an expense and a profitability perspective. So the reason this is important is as you do your forecast for 12 months, you know, it's not worth doing detailed forecasts past 12 months. I know we do that as a lot of businesses in year three, year four, year five, but it's just too far out. Then, you know, 12 months is an operational target that you build and then each month you sort of update the actual versus the planned. So when scaling, you the first thing to do if you if some if you're looking at your business and you go, look, I'm going to scale my business and I'm going to go from one million to two million or one million to three million or one million to one and a half million, whatever it is, you put it into the forecast in the detail and then go through and look at the profitability, the resources you'd need, the costs that would be associated with that, the working capital needs, and, and it'll also outline your cash flow. So the two things you want to see is your cash flow and your operating profit. So you want to make sure that before you just head down a scaling path that it makes sense to scale the business. Uh, And when I say it doesn't make sense to scale the business, I'm talking about 
you know, there's a number of different ways of scaling a business. You know, for example, um, you know, we work with clients who might want to license or franchise their business. That's one way you can scale using leverage. You know, other models are where you just use a contractor model or an employee model. Uh, it's important to look at these different models and make sure that uh, it works. You know, so if you were to three, four, five, six times your business, the numbers stack up and make sense. Uh, it, it's better to do that than to get down the track and then work out that um, it, it's not working quite right and you should have tweaked your model beforehand. It's very hard to do that retrospectively. I always remember the um, the book, The Golden Arches, which talks about the McDonald's story. If, you, if it's not something you've read, it's a good book to read. And um, one of the things that one of the things that came out of that their learning was that while they were selling these master franchises around the place in the early days, uh, the model just wasn't right. So as they were selling these, the actual franchisor, franchisees were making really good money, but the franchisor wasn't making much money at all. In fact, the model was broken. And so had to really look closely at the model and revamp it and go back to everyone with a different deal. And this was earlier on in the piece. And that's an example where you're just assuming that if you just get lots on the ground, it's all going to take care of itself, but it's not necessarily the case. So the first thing is no forecast plan or strategy. If you do the forecast, then then that, then, then you've got a whole range of numbers, details. Um, you've got – you take that information and then you plug it into – uh, a plan and a, a strategy for the 12 months and you can break down your plan into 90 days. So that's the first thing. The second thing is is what I've sort of mentioned before. It's just this chasing revenue and sales instead of profits. I don't know if you've um, if you've ever experienced this in business. Um, you know some of the different businesses of I, I've had we've we've grown businesses to well over 10. 10 million in turnover, close to 12 million in turnover. And what happened at that scale, we didn't really have the framework and the systems to run that scale of business profitably and it was actually very difficult to make money. And that really surprised me. I remember when we were in the – it was a manufacturing business. Uh, it was really surprised that I thought we would be able to actually uh, – you know, if I, if I generated the sales and the revenue, we grew the business, the profits would follow on. There's a common mistake and belief, as I mentioned before – you know, it's it's you know, I'd really encourage scaling that ensures your profitability improves and grows, and also looking closely at the impact on your cash flow. Uh, and and this can be the you know, and it can depend. So you because you can scale as I've mentioned before a number of different ways, and it's important to look at this. You know, how, what is the impact on your cash flow, and when you look at the impact on your profitability as well. I was talking to a client the other day. Um, and we were discussing cash flow. We've got a system for managing cash. It's called the financial stability system that I've talked about on another, another podcast. And, uh, like typically what we do, for example, in, in our businesses is we allow, oh, you know, 30 day, we invoice <clears throat> maybe at the end of the month, the beginning of the month, and people pay 30 days and all that sort of stuff. Um, this can blow some pretty, you know, I always challenge that, um, with both, you know, with clients, uh, I look at what's optimal for our business and our clients. And that can be one of the things that can cause a major issue. If you've got clients that are effectively giving, you know, you might, you might be giving clients up to 60 days credit, that becomes a massive issue as you scale your business. 
So that's an example of something you go, well, I need to change that. You know, another approach is if you, you might be offering clients, you know, ongoing clients, but then you might have one-off clients, you know, they should be just, you know, I'd, I'd encourage one-off clients, which might be 500, 1000, 2000 dollars, that they just pay up front. So you just eliminate the total need for, uh, invoicing and payment collection, all that sort of stuff. So these are some examples of changes that you could look at to make sure, make sure that if you, as you scale, yeah, your revenue, as your revenue grows, it doesn't blow a massive sort of a cash flow gap and you maintain profitability. So that's important. And the forecast will give you some information and some details on that. But it's important that uh, when you're looking at the scaling that you're, you're keeping a really close attention on profits, not just increasing sales and revenue. I understand that um, you know, there are business models, particularly with tech startups, where they're not really about making profits. They just want to continue to grow revenue, raise more capital, get a valuation, raise more capital, get a valuation. They go through that process. I mean, that's, that is one line. Uh, I, I don't subscribe to that process of business. I like my businesses to be cash flow positive and profitable from the get-go and to fund themselves. So if you're in that game, it's a bit different. Um, but typically, I think I think it's healthy for all businesses to really put a, keep your attention on profitability, not just chasing revenue. The third thing is uh, going wide instead of deep. Uh, and, and this is a common mistake that uh, that I've made, I know I've made this a number of times. And, uh, you know, when I look at, when I've looked at my business revenue, I go, like, I just need to grow my revenue. And so then I look at additional services or additional products. And so this is the going wide process. And as we know in business, to pick a line, uh, groove it in, deliver a good service, uh, get the payment processes right, all that. So it takes time and it takes effort and there's a lot of trial and error. And so the more, uh, I guess, the wider you go, the more difficult it is to do something super well. So when you go wide, um, you can end up introducing lots of complexity, a lot more variables, and increase the risk of scaling. So an ideal, a better approach is to to do, you know, I believe it's better for most businesses to do very little, but do it very well. So go deep, you know, look at, so it'd be unusual as small to medium businesses that we actually have run out of marketplace or we're saturated. It's very, very unusual. So it's far better to look at how you could go deep, how you can strengthen the lines that are the most profitable and the ones that just flow really well in your business before you start going wider, if that makes sense. So pick the lines, <coughs> excuse me, that make the most money and look at how you can go deep and scale these because there's less risk, less effort, and you're just really repeating and leveraging what you've already learnt. So that's item number three. Uh, number four is um, spending the cash before it comes. Spending the cash before it comes. So the, you know, we can do a bit of a forecast, which is great, and you map it all out and you say, oh look, you know, we're going to turn over four million or five million or six million in the next year or a million in the next year, whatever it is, and our profitability is going to be three hundred grand, four hundred grand. So we've got money to spend, <clears throat> and. Look, it can be the case, but uh, what you can can do in this situation, you can burn through cash because if it's not, if you're not linking the, you can assume you're going to make the profits and you're going to generate the cash. But if you don't and you've committed to investment in areas, it may be improvement, adding more staff, whatever it is, you end up uh, creating more of a cash flow 
hole and a bit of a gap that you have to deal with. So there, there's, an, there's a, an amount of cash you need to spend to get things moving, but I wouldn't uh, risk you know, just assuming you're doing a forecast that it's going to happen and you'll spend the cash. It's far better then to really make sure that, um, you know, it's great to be optimistic and to um, to sort of have a plan, but just don't make the assumption that uh, because it's in the forecast, it's all going to happen and you're going to spend the cash. I've done that before. I've scaled the business on the basis of we're going to have revenue at a certain level, and it's a tricky balance because, you know, you go, oh, I'm going to have that revenue, so I'm going to need the team. I'm going to have to service it. I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to have to do that, which is fine. But then when you don't hit that level, it's, it can cause you some uh, some real cash flow stress. Um, the, the the next one sort of linked to that previous one is, you know, as you grow your business space, um, it's important to – and look, businesses go through different phases and you know that it's it's not the same when you're scaling, when you're growing a business and you're building systems and putting processes in place and all that sort of stuff. You need a lot more resources, a lot more people involved. As your business gets to a different stage and you're, you're doing less development type work on your business, you need a different team and your expenses typically go, go down. Um, so one of the things is when you're looking at increasing expenses, this is a, another key area, is, is it's important to link additional expenses to additional revenue. Uh, so when, and the way, the best way to do this in your business is, and you run it through your forecast process. You know, if you, if your forecast goes, look, I need, um, cause a forecast will tell you where your expenses need to be in relation to your revenue so that you may remain, remain profitable. And so you might have a plan for bringing in new team members, spending some money on some systems, adding some more kit. It depends, whatever it is. But that should be, I, I always do that when in a scaling mode by setting trigger points. So there's decision trigger points that when we achieve certain KPIs and certain trigger points, uh, preset income levels and profitability levels, then that enables me to increase the expenses to uh, whether it's more servicing, more marketing, more systems, whatever it is, you know. And so this enables you to maintain your cash, protect your cash and your profitability. It's not time-related. It's related to specific results in relation to revenue, cash flow and profitability. And so that's another part. So those, so those just recapping again, the common mistakes, um, first one is no forecast. Detail forecast or plan or strategy for at least 12 months. Chasing sales and revenue instead of profits. Going wide instead of going deep. Spending the cash before it comes in and not linking additional expenses to additional revenue. So, uh, yeah, so there's um, there's some uh, – hopefully that's uh, that's worthwhile. This has been some learning from some of the um, businesses that I've owned myself and when working with other clients. So, you know, if you are, are planning a scaling process – you know, these would be some of the common errors and common mistakes to avoid. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening in and look forward to catching you on the next podcast. Ciao for now.